Hello and welcome to this first edition of the Spartan Cast. I'm your host, Christian E. Guzman. Thank you so much for joining us on the Syracuse Spartans YouTube channel. If you like what you hear in this podcast, give a like on the video and subscribe to the channel as well. First of all, we hope that everyone out there who's listening is doing well and is healthy. Hope everyone is okay. Your friends and your family are all okay and healthy in this very tough time with the coronavirus COVID-19 spreading throughout the country. We all wish that everyone out there is safe and healthy. We've got a great episode four guests joining us on the Spartan cast today to talk about a variety of topics. Of course, the main ones being how the coronavirus has affected the NCAA baseball season and the future summer collegiate baseball seasons that may or may not potentially happen. We'll start off this episode with NYCBL Commissioner Joe Brown. Then we'll be joined by two Syracuse Spartans. First, the head coach Matt Mahalski and former Syracuse Spartan and returning Spartan in Jackson Geisler. And then we'll round it out with the Syracuse Spartan president, J.J. Patrikas. Once again, if you like what you hear in this podcast, give a like to this video and subscribe to the channel to get updates on when the next podcast will come out as well. You can also follow the Spartans on Twitter at NYCBL underscore Spartans and on Instagram at Syracuse Spartans. But joining me first is the head coach of SUNY Cortland's baseball program and the commissioner of the NYCBL. Joe Brown joins us on the Spartan Cast. Coach, um, thank you for joining us here on the Spartan Cast. Um, first question, how are you? Are you okay? Are your families okay? Are your friends okay? Is everyone in good health around you? Everybody is well. Thank you for asking. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're so glad to have you on. Um, of course, Coach Joe Brown, head coach of SUNY Cortland's baseball team and the commissioner of the NYCBL, joining us here on the Spartan Cast. I want to get your, first of all, your first reaction when you first found out that the season um, would be suspended by uh, the NCAA and that no, you were no longer able to play baseball for the rest of the season, what was your first reactions to that news? Christian, it was it was probably a twenty-four to forty-hour period where you know all the little signs started to show in reference to you know Division One conference basketball tournaments, the NBA situation. Uh, SUNY, SUNY administration, which is also then uh, led by obviously the governor of New York, um, and then the chancellor of the school, so of the SUNY system. So as as information started coming, I can tell you in the course of one workday, uh, details changed about six to eight times. Um, everything from you know eliminating spring trip uh, to you know to ensure safety of student athletes. Uh, to then uh, playing home games with no fans, uh, and then transitioning to a suspension of games uh, for one week, and then suspension of games for two weeks, and then naturally the big hammer came with suspension of all spring sports championships. So I didn't share each step with all the players. You know, we just kept practicing, and kids are at the end of their you know f- the first semester here, so or mid midpoint, so midterms were coming up. It was more so when we got you know we were 
going at business as usual. So I think that was a common term used by a lot of people until each decision came, and then we would just modify and adjust, and it's outside of your control. So you just did the best you can, and when the big hammer came, we we had meetings on a Friday and a Saturday, and, and off our kids went. And what was that first initial meeting with uh, your players like? What was their response to we the news? Up, yeah, that's a good question. We finished up practice, and the, the actual announcement from the NCAA came probably with about 15 minutes left of our practice on uh, on Friday. And so we, we kind of brought all the guys in and said, you know, I'm not sure what to tell you. <laughs> uh, it was very, you know, pretty much open and said, Here, here's what has come down. Here are the implications of it. Um, I'm sure there will be something coming out in the next two to three days in regards to eligibility, which the NCA did, which was great. Because um, then, it, then it, I think it, that kind of took care of a little bit of the emotional aspect of it. Um, I think naturally, if you tell any athlete, it doesn't matter if it's us or baseball or any sport, or, or, or for that matter, the winter sports athletes, you know, they want to compete. This isn't true. What's going on? Uh, but the, the realization is I, I think ultimately this is no question was the right decision at the time. So there was no questioning the decision. I think it's now how do we handle it the next couple of days, and I think our guys did a great job. I think the school did a super job, and it was the unknown, Christian. I, 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 even to this day, we, none of us know much about what might happen next. So, Yeah, definitely, and you mentioned those seniors, how important it was for them to get an extra year of eligibility. What were those first couple of days like with those seniors? They didn't know exactly if they were going to be able yeah. to come back for another season. I felt pretty confident, so I put myself out there on the limb a little bit and said I thought this would occur. Um, so I shared with it, and it really it, it comes down to each senior across all sports, across all schools. You know, are they are is graduate school an option? Is a fifth year even an option? Some kids might be graduating, have a job. So now, in reality, that was their last game. You know, when, when we played two weekends ago. So. Uh, for some, it's the end. Uh, it depends on the institution. If they're at a, a, a costly institution, then going back for fifth year might not be an option. We're at a SUNY school, so we, we had meetings Friday and Saturday all day. And every single player um, came through, even parents that had come to pick up kids had come through. So by the end of Saturday, and then, you know, we, we had, and Sunday, we, uh, I think it was Sunday or maybe mon Monday when we got the definitive. Everybody had kind of taken a deep breath, and in some regards, Christian, you might have got a reset. Yeah, def definitely. Uh, it, it must have been a stressful couple of days for your players, but finally, like, what have been, like, some of the – when the seniors finally got the news that say, yeah, okay, it's confirmed that the NCAA is going to give you extra year of eligibility if you guys want it or need it. What were, what were some of your reactions to some of your players that said, yes, we actually have a second chance? Well, I, th I think the first step is okay, and what a lot of people, and I, I know you obviously understand this, is we still have a half academic semester left. Let, let's not forget that you know our, our classes are suspended until March 30th, at which time they'll be you know going online. But so they have a week or two weeks off. Of, you know, this past week spring break, and then next week. But let's not forget that you have work to do, and, and this is, you know, school's not over. So that was the first priority that we sat down and told every player, you know, we're going to be communicating with you daily, every other day. You have to stay up on this. Some kids are great with online classes. Others are clueless. So it's, it's that's 
number one. And number two was, what is their avenue going to be? Are they going to extend their stay here? Are they going to go to graduate school? If they are going to go to graduate school, then they need to begin the graduate school application, which would also require probably taking the GREs. So in this time where it's a little bit down, maybe they go take their GRE. So all of that's in place. It's done. Um, we know who will come back and we know who won't come back. And so in that regard, everyone's on a little bit of a, a break, I suppose. And definitely, what has been some of the reaction of, from your younger players who are necessarily like maybe some of your freshmen or some of the players who are new to your program who might have only gone on a couple of weeks with your with yeah. Portland in terms of actual game time. What has been your action to them? I see that that's one thing I think a lot of people are overlooking. Naturally, all the seniors are getting a year back if they choose, but all the other players didn't use a year either, which means that a freshman will be a freshman again. A junior will be a junior again. So it could have an impact on them academically. Maybe they slow it down a little bit. Maybe they don't take such an intense. Maybe now it might save them money where they might have been taking a winter session class or summer session class. Maybe they don't do that, you know, because they have to pay out. So it has implications for everybody that was in the program. Everybody just looks at seniors and saying, oh, this is sad for them. It has implications at every class level. And I think some it will assist because some kids are really putting their nose to the grindstone and try to graduate four years, and it's challenging. Um, and sometimes it requires winter session classes and summer session, which you don't get financial aid for. So that's a big impact for the family. Maybe it can be done during a full-time semester where you can get some financial aid. And in that regard, it, it ends up be, maybe being a positive. Uh, but again, all that work has been done. Everybody's pretty clear on their their status. And like I said, for the younger kids, you know, we were able to go to a, a trip in the Dominican Republic, which was four contests. We had 10 practices, then we played 11 games. So in, in, in essence, they had 15 games of scrimmaging, per se, and about 40 practices. Uh, so you, you come back, hopefully, uh, having learned a lot. Definitely. What, what also has been, I'm not sure if you've been in contact with other coaches and other programs. What has what has there been reaction like to this uh, situation? What has their uh, reaction been to handling talking with players as well? I think it's it, it varied at many different institutions. Again, you know, some might be at institutions where it's costly for a kid to go back, and they truly lost their seniors. Uh, um, Others, uh, mostly it's been just text messaging. I haven't spoken on the phone with many because I've been very busy with my, my program and also the NYCBL, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second because there's some big big things, uh, you know, happening in regards to that and preparation. Uh, so I, I don't, I would say probably between 10 and 12 college coaches between Division One, Two, II, and Three, I've had communication with. And similar to us, they're all trying to figure it out. Division Ones have a uniquely different situation because say you have seven seniors uh, that are outgoing and they have X amount of scholarship money and you have six freshmen coming in that would that money was going to be allocated towards them. Well, now you have a unique situation because those seven seniors might want to stay. And so the NCA is working on it right now. I'm not sure if they've made a statement yet in regards to honoring those incoming, maybe allowing the scholarship money to be high for one year, but it would be up to the institution to pick up that cost. So that's, that's to be determined, but I'm sure they'll be doing something. But that poses a tremendous challenge for a Division One coach. Yeah, and then like you said, also with some of these incoming freshmen, it, it must even 
impact future classes Ooh. as well in terms of like recruiting? How has how has your recruiting well, been affected? By that's a great question, question because now you know we still had X amount of kids coming in. Now some of our seniors are moving on and 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 and, and because they have jobs, so that that's six or seven spots. But we we had a bigger class coming in because we had a decent amount of seniors. Um, now at the same time, some of them. At first, when this happened, Christian, you say, oh, let's go out and watch high school games. We get to watch our kids now, and they're in the senior year. Well, of course, naturally, high schools are suspended for a while, so we can't do that. Um, they might not play much. So their their development as a player, maybe they're going to need that freshman year, but if they're a good player, they'll be able to fit in. So it, it poses challenges, but nothing that people can't handle. You know, this is the larger scheme is the health and welfare of everybody, quite frankly. You know, we are talking about a game. Coach Joe Brown joining us on the Spartan Cast. Of course, he's not just the coach of SUNY Cortland's baseball program, but also the commissioner of the NYCBL. And I'd like, if we can, to shift gears to that topic of you being the commissioner of the NYCBL. Um, the league did announce um, earlier this weekend that said that the tentative plan is still to get games underway in the first week of June. Was that a decision that was taken lightly, or how much the talk was made with many of the league officials about whether to still set the start date yeah we began a little over almost two weeks ago we had a uh executive committee conference call to discuss our league president bill mcconnell had reached out to every organization to see if they were having any challenges to date with anything uh host families facilities if anything had been determined then a few days after our executive conference call we held a league-wide conference call with all 12 franchises and all the league members, and, and, and everybody voiced their concerns about their individual franchises, um, you know, whether it be housing or their, their sponsorships, or and, and, and that was good to hear. Um, we agreed that we would be doing an, another executive conference call once a week to check up on any updates, and then on uh, the, um, the 30th, I th believe it's going to be, or the 29th, we'll be having another league-wide conference call. In addition to that, being a commissioner, and we're a member of the alliance, the NASCB, there will be a national conference call fairly soon with all alliance uh, leagues uh, to discuss some of this um, and to be united in uh, any of our responses. And in addition to that, I'm sure that Major League Baseball liaison will be a part of that call uh, because they too have sent out some emails to the uh, um, uh, commissioners of the summer leagues. The hope by everybody is that summer leagues might be the avenue for kids to play. That's the hope. All of this, as you know, could be taken out of all of our hands uh, by a number of things. Number one, states that teams are in might have established certain uh, regulations like we have now with restaurants being closed and bars being closed and you know travel is is being limited here and there you know you have the new england collegiate league which has teams in five different states um so all of this might be uh, uh out of our hands as a league so say hypothetically we want to continue as a league in new york however the governor has no gatherings more than 50 if that remains then naturally that probably couldn't happen to have a league you'd, you'd probably not be smart to do that if major league baseball hasn't begun yet you know should summer league start before major league baseball obviously we're in uncharted waters but it is being monitored we, as i said executive conference call already league uh, call with all franchises 
and in this two-week period before our next league conference call, everyone's supposed to be checking back with their, their housing, their host families, um, in regards to any red flags we need to know about. What are some of those biggest red flags that some of the organizations have come forward to say, yeah, th if we don't get this X and Y done, then we won't be able to go forward with well, the playing this summer? Well, with, with many, it's how to house your students or your athletes to come in. Some are on college campus as well. If college campuses aren't letting people on their campus, then you don't have housing. You know, you have uh, both Syracuse teams with Onondaga Community College. Uh, you have St. Bonaventure, uh, Niagara University, Mansfield University, and then you have some host families. And then Houghton College. So, I mean, you have a or Houghton has uh, host families. Host families and some franchises have already started to ask the question. So you know that there's some concern there. Two college presidents have given a heads up to, to a couple franchises. So, again, we're monitoring that. I mean, that's the best word I suppose we can say. Um, and all of this could be taken out of our hands by any local, state, or federal laws that we would have to be uh, bound by. And what were, what were some of your first words to the uh, league owners and the league coaches um, in those initial conference calls about how the league plans to handle the coronavirus situation? Well, we were up front. We put some stuff out there in our social media and the website just to let everybody know, let's just take a breath. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Christian, I don't watch the I'm not watching the news at all. I have no desire to. You know, I'm just going to try to do things that are positive. You know, today I spent six hours out at a uh, hunting cabin I had purchased just to get my mind off things because you're going to sit there and, you know, wonder anything from, you know, did I contract it uh, to... Every day, it's like you know we're we're in we're in a state of instant information. We need to know right now. Well, we're not going to know right now. It's it's going to take time. We understand that. Well, everyone just take a pause. You know, it's not a bad thing. I told my players, this isn't a bad thing that you can't run off to a gym or that you can run off to a restaurant. This might engage yourself with things other than sport, um, which I often do. You know. I don't often just watch sports. I engage myself in the History Channel. I mean, you know, maybe even have a conversation, Christian, with someone rather than <laughs> be on their phone. Or um, So, like, where it might have, for Cortland baseball, a reset in a new season, it could be a reset for humans, people. I mean, um, let's take a look at things and take a breath. So, not panic. It's easy for me to say because I'm not running a franchise, but to ultimately that will be dictated us. I don't think it will be the NYCBL making the decision. And you, you said, like you, like you just said, NYCBL probably won't make the decision. So who would you be looking for in order to make a decision about whether the league will actually go forward on June 1st? Would it be the government's first? Would it be the schools? Who, who, who well, ultimately makes that decision for you? It depends you? on the, 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 all of the above. It'll be any local or state. Uh, laws. I mean, all, we're fortunate other than, you know, we have one team in Pennsylvania. All of our teams were within New York State. So whatever has been, you know, determined by the governor and the state of New York, we, we can't counter that. So if certain things are still in place by X date, now we don't want to put a date on it and set it because we could, we have discussed modification of the schedule, slightly start or later start, but we're, we're reviewing those options now. We're taking a look at a schedule. You know, one option is maybe you eliminate the outer conference play, so you cut any monies that people might have lost in sponsorships or whatever. 
we assist in, in eliminating going in the further distance and, and cut down on those bus trips. Um, so we're looking at some creative things. Uh, the intent is to play. We're not trying to build evidence not to play. We're trying to think of everything how to play. And then once you got that, you say, okay, what is the local, state, and federal government restrictions on us right now? Underneath all of that layer, you're going to get what's the president of Mansfield University say about using their dorms, St. Bonaventure using their dorms, because some franchises have indicated if they don't have their current housing option, they can't hold the team. Would it be possible, I know this this would be very, very hard, but would it be possible if, say, a, a team or teams can't uh, go forward with housing players or fielding a team that you could enter the season and start a season with not all 12 teams that you expect to start the season with, or was that not yes. an option at all? That's an option. We, we would not hypothetically say if two teams uh, are not in the position to do it yet everything else the hypotheticals which we hate to deal with right so say everything is going better in the country and the state and local and federal laws are, are to the point where we're allowed to function then it, but yet two teams have decided to back away we would still run our league with say 10 or 8 yes we would we would modify it. and that's what that's what honestly we're honestly we're working at you know myself and and Fran are looking at uh, some options uh, for, for a modified schedule. But I don't want to put all that work in right now. We'll have a, a kind of a skeleton concept, but um, again, I think we'll, we'll have a real good idea in two to four weeks. All right, just a couple qu more questions for you. Again, Coach Joe Brown of SUNY Corklands baseball team joining us on the Spartan Cast. Just a couple more questions for you, Coach. Obviously, some of your players are playing here in the MRCBL and then going to other collegiate leagues as well. What is your message meant to them about potentially maybe playing baseball this summer in some of these leagues? Yeah, actually, I don't have any current players in the NYCBL. I'm not allowed to. We are asking for a waiver for that because we do have kids traveling out of state in some other leagues and their parents have. So that there's, a, there's a special request. We're going to submit a waiver here soon. But because I'm a commissioner of the league, players can't play in this league, which is uh, yes. rule, mm -hmm. but it's true. But kids going out right now, again, Christian, I think there's two points that our kids have to do. They're not playing baseball for the next month and a half, two months. So we actually sent out, or players took home with them, our, our workout program again. We said, let's go hammer this for eight more weeks. You know, we just did a ton of travel. We played 15 games with a Dominican trip. We've been all over. Let's get your strength back. Let's go eight weeks of weight training. Pitchers, you're going to throw three times a week. So we set some standards. But, again, the most important thing a lot of these kids across the country have to do is they have to finish school. And, and they have, you know, you know, half of their semester left. So that should be the focus, that and maybe getting workouts in. Now it's been challenging because a lot of gymnasiums have been closed. But you can do a lot of stuff without a gym. So. Yeah, definitely. And one final question for you, Coach. It's a it's a little bit of a loaded question, but how uh, confident are you that the NYCBL can go forward and say June first is the day that baseball will resume? Let's see. I would probably answer like uh, Rob Manfred, uh, uh, Silver, and the Commissioner uh, of the NHL. I don't know, and I couldn't put a percentage on how. Con I'm confident in this. I'm confident in our league structure. I'm confident in our franchises that they will be flexible 
and do the best they can to offer people an opportunity if we're legally allowed to do it. We will not just cancel immediately, and, and there's no need to per se because no one is coming to your facilities until you know the third week in May. So we legitimately have two months to, to consider this. So. All right. Well, but we have a we have we have good structure in the league right now. We have good working relationships with all the GMs. I, I think part of that is because we did have those two conference calls recently, and we've set the tone. All right. Well, of course, we're all hoping that we do get to see baseball resume in very early June. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Before we continue, we'd like to tell you that this week's SpartanCast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over 5 hours of challenging and addicting action. Try the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS for yourself. Be one of the first people to try this game for free. Email iotatagame at gmail.com or comment on this video to request your free copy today. That's iotatagame at gmail.com. Limited free copies available. Offer expires Monday, March 23rd. Once again, a very big thank you to SUNY Cortland baseball head coach and NYCBL commissioner Joe Brown for joining me on this week's edition of the Spartan Cast. Next up, another man who with very interesting insight on the COVID-19 situation, not only as a Cortland baseball assistant coach, but also as the head coach of the Syracuse Spartans in the NYCBL. It's Syracuse Spartans head coach Matt Maholski who joins me next on this week's edition of the Spartan Cast. All right, so first of all, how are you doing? Are you, you okay? Are your friends and family okay? Is everyone okay given this whole crazy situation, everyone in good health? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Christian, first of all. And um, as far as I know, everyone in my family is definitely healthy. Um, it's a very unique situation, what's going on. And uh, like I said, as far as I know, everyone is healthy. But with the, you know, the little period where you don't know if you have it, it's... Uh, it's just a very unique situation overall. So every, everyone that I know is healthy as of now. So hopefully it, it stays that way as long as possible. Oh, that's very good to hear. And you, of course, are a assistant coach on the Cortland baseball program. And it must have been a very interesting time and a very weird time to be around that program um, with all the cancellations that have been happening. When did you, when did the team first find out that the season was going to be suspended for a very long period of time yeah it was um it was kind of funny actually just because the whole day was just so chaotic where we were getting updates pretty much every hour on the hour there was something new coming out and i think once um i think the nba was the first uh you know organization that canceled or suspended their season so after that it was kind of all downhill from there everyone started to do it uh nhl started uh, did it. And then from there, it was kind of like if, you know, everyone kind of started to follow the trend. So every every hour there were more updates and we were actually at a practice, um, which was, you know, a very productive practice. We were having a great time out there. And then, um, you know, people were checking Twitter throughout the practice and stuff. And we were getting updates just because how chaotic, you know, the time was and how, how chaotic the day was. So uh, we ended up finding out at one of our practices and, uh, you know, after the practice, coach sat everyone down and pretty much, you know, explained the situation and how NCAA is, 
cutting, um, you know, the championships were all spring sports and, you know, all winter sports were then canceled. And it's, uh, it was kind of a world of uh, emotions with guys because some guys were excited that they got another year. And then some guys were, you know, really bummed out. And, you know, it was pretty emotional overall just because some guys knew that they weren't ever going to play again. Um, while on the other hand, we had some guys who, you know, were looking to come back for a fifth year, maybe finish, you know, their degree program. And uh, this kind of gave them another opportunity to, to be able to come back and play, you know, during their last, um, their last year. So it was, uh, like I said, it was a very unique situation overall. And we're, we're kind of just, you know, going with the flow here. We don't really know what's going on or what's going to happen, but we just got to kind of weather the storm for as long as we can and, you know, wait, wait for the, uh, the smoke to clear. What was the, you know, first messages that Coach Brown said to the team? Obviously, in a very, very tough situation like this, obviously, like you said, hearts out to the seniors who might not get a chance to play again, to some of the young kids who might be looking to prove themselves on the team as well. It must have been a very, very tough situation for them. Yeah, and it, it definitely was. And it was something that, you know, Coach Brown, was, was with his experience, um, you know, coaching for so many years, he was definitely able to give it to the guys. Um, you know, as, as best as you could break any news like that. So um, he, he kind of just broke it to him and, you know, kind of explained the whole situation of what, uh, you know, the messages and stuff that he was getting throughout the practice because obviously the players aren't on their phones or anything. So it was, you know, they really had no idea of, you know, the updates that we were getting. So um, he broke it down for him and, and, you know, kind of broke the news for him there. And then uh, he pretty much just went into, you know, how – unique of a situation it was in, in terms of, um, you know, if you wanted to come back, the different options you have, you know, if, if you're finished with your undergraduate degree, then you could come back and, you know, maybe start a master's program. Or if, if, um, if you're looking, you know, if you were going to finish in the fall, then you could take the fall off and come back in the spring. So he was kind of just giving all the guys different options they, they have just to kind of give them all the information so they could kind of soak everything in and, had the necessary conversations with parents and, uh, you know, then they could kind of go from there. So after that initial, you know, initial sit down at, at the conclusion of practice, then he, um, he informed the guys that way. And then, you know, within the next couple of days, guys were coming into his office and, you know, they were having conversations and kind of uh, mapping out the plan in, in terms of if they were coming back or, you know, if, if that was it for them, then, you know, it was obviously a much more difficult conversation, but, um, you know, it definitely comes with a job, but in all my years and all his years, you know, we've never seen something to this degree. So it was, uh, it's just, like I keep saying, it's just a super, super unique situation that, um, you know, it's very unfortunate for some guys who are, you know, affected by this in, in terms of not being able to play the game they love. Yeah, especially all the seniors that you probably have on your roster. I'm assuming that many of them would look to add another year of eligibility. I'm pretty sure that all divisions of the NCAA have allowed a waiver to have the seniors get an extra year of eligibility. Am I mistaken in saying that? Nope, that, that is correct. So um, are all your seniors um, looking to take that extra year or, or what's the process in making sure that, you know, they, get, they can stay with the program if they choose to do so? Yep, so the, uh, the initial conversations went, you know, Better than better than expected. Obviously, we knew some guys are are going to be finishing their undergraduate degree and, and you know walking into a job, and that you know that is unbelievable for, 
unbelievable for them. And, you know, we're obviously very happy, but we're obviously going to miss them next year. So there was a handful of guys who are in that situation. Um, some guys just weren't really sure yet. They were going to, you know, check with parents and have those conversations. And it's not a quick conversation. So I'm sure within the next few weeks, guys will kind of start coming back and uh, giving us definite answers. And, you know, once they have time to reflect on everything in the whole situation. So, um in terms of, you know, everyone else, I think there are a handful of guys, you know, we're in a, a cool situation being at Cortland where, you know, we're competing for a national championship every single year. So um, for these guys to come back and if they're starting their master's degree or they're taking the fall off and kind of prologuing their college experience a little bit, then, you know, so be it just because, um, you know, we know where we're going to be in May and uh, some other schools are in a much difficult situation because, you know, they don't know if they're going to make their conference tournament, let alone, you know, the regionals or, you know, even the College World Series. So with us being at Corland, it puts us in a, you know, another unique situation just because some guys just, you know, they want to fight one last time for that national championship. And, you know, they want to get a ring and they want to finish their, their baseball careers the right way. And um, for a lot of them, they, they weren't given the opportunity to just because, you know, they're finishing with their, their schooling. So, um I think they're trying to do it, you know, they're trying to put everything together and have a great season next year and hopefully, you know, go out on top. Yeah. Um, obviously, our hearts go out to all those seniors. Hopefully, <laughs> all those waivers get uh, accepted and everything. But you're not just obviously the Cortland, one of Cortland's assistant coaches. You're also the head coach of the Syracuse Spartans here in the NYCBL. And I want to kind of shift gears towards your role in that position now. Obviously, we're, the NYCBL has come out and said it still plans to play in the summer. Obviously, it's a very fluid situation. We don't know if that's going to hold in two weeks, a month, two months, how long. But what if, what are some of the initial conversations with the players on your roster that have already been signed? Um, what have your initial conversations been with those guys? Yeah, so I'm just kind of giving them updates as soon as I get them. Like uh, NYCBL, they, they had a conference call on Sunday, so I kind of got the gist of that. and. Uh, kind of got the path that they were going to take. So um, after that initial conversation with, with the NYCBL, I was kind of able to, you know, inform my guys of the, the situation and how they're going to, you know, come back in a couple weeks and kind of uh, reassess the situation. So um, that, that that's kind of all I could give them right now. I know pretty much as much as them just because we don't know just how bad this is going to get, uh, if it's going to get worse or if it's going to get better, or, you know, if, if it's going to stay the same. and um, it's a, it's a, it's just a wild situation overall, and uh, I'm just trying to update my guys as best as I can, and um, you know, telling them that the season is still on, and um, I'm giving them you know throwing programs and stuff just because of the situation. They're not going to be playing baseball or organized baseball for you know quite some time here, so giving them certain programs to follow will help them you know in their transition. So right when they you know arrive on you know Onondaga campus. Uh, at the end of May, then, you know, they're ready to rock and they're ready to, you know, start throwing some innings and not just, you know, kind of, kind of, um, kind of turn into it. You know, they're, they're ready to rock right, right when they step foot on the campus. So uh, that, that's pretty much the only conversa conversations I could have with them right now. But um, as I get updates, I'm trying to, you know, update them as, as quickly as possible just so, you know, they're not, they're, they don't have any question marks or anything like that. So. What's the general feeling that you're getting from these players? Are they ex excited to maybe get to Syracuse if they get the chance? Are they anxious about other things? Um, what's the general feeling do you, are you getting from your players right now about this whole situation? 
Yeah, so um, our guys are they're obviously ready to rock. So um, with this situation not being able to play, it's it's very you know tough for them just because they're not being able to play baseball right now. So I I definitely think and I think the group consensus with you know the whole team right now is that they're itching to get back and um, you know face some competition. So I think that they're kind of transitioning into the summer now where they're focusing on the summer, you know, summer baseball, just because that that's where their competition is right now. And that's where, you know, they're looking to get better and, you know, show up to campus in the fall, you know, a better person and a better player. So um, overall, I think they're very, very excited to get, get going here in um, end of May. Now I'm curious if you, have you talked to any other NYCBL coaches about how they're handling talking to their rosters and talking you know, with other like parents, even like, have you talked with other coaches about how they're handling this situation as well? I've talked to a couple coaches. Bill McConnell is one of them, and um, he kind of reached out to all his guys and pretty much did what I did, and you know, just telling them that he's going to inform them guys as soon as he knows, and that you know, as as far as we're concerned, you know, we are ready to go, and uh, right right when you know June first hits with you know the first day of game, so that's. Uh, like I said, it, it's as much info as we could give them. It's not a lot, but it, it's just kind of a, a reaffirmment that, you know, we are still on and, we're, you know, we're excited for these guys to show up. Definitely. And I know this this next question might be a little bit of a loaded question, but are, are you, do you think we'll actually, do you think uh, we'll actually see NYCBL baseball get started in the beginning of June? <laughs> <laughs> it is a very loaded question, Christian. <laughs> but I think um, – I, you know, I, I hope so. The only thing I could do is hope right now. And um, I, I'm hearing stories that, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, you know, we're just trying to weather the storm as much as we can. So, you know, just think about the past week of, you know, how much craziness we've endured and think about, you know, a few months down the road, you know, who knows what could happen. So um, my hopes are high for this because, you know, as I said, guys are really excited to get going this summer, uh, which is, you know, pretty unique. Um you know, coming from, you know, past summers where guys are showing up after they play the season and they're hopping, they're pretty much hopping right into summer baseball. So um, guys, guys are ready to go. And, you know, all I could do is hope and all, all we could do is be prepared for them to show up and, you know, hopefully have a great summer season. And just a couple more questions for your coach wrapping things up. Uh, first of all, um, I mentioned it earlier about, you know, maybe talking to parents also because, you know, they're going to be very concerned about, potentially, you know, sending some of their kids up to Syracuse for a summer, especially with the whole virus. We're not sure, like you said, if it's going to get worse before it's going to get better. Have you had some conversations with them about, you know, sending their child up to Syracuse for two months? I actually have not had any conversations with parents in particular. Um, I'm kind of reaching out to the players because I, I like to handle things with the players. They're at the age where, you know, they should be able to handle and have the conversations with their parents and it should be easy right now because everyone's home right now anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> um, they're, uh, I, I assume and I hope that they're, you know, they're, they're translating it to their parents and keeping them informed. Um, and it, like I said, it's a unique situation because, you know, most of these teams are playing on campuses or living, you know, there's a, there's a handful of teams who are going to be living in college dorms. So that's another unique situation in, in, in terms of if these colleges are going to allow uh, players are staying in the dorms throughout the summer or, you know, if we're going to have to find host families that, um, you know, I, I wish I could give you more information. I wish I had more information to give, but it's just, uh, it's, it, it's wild times right now and something that none of us have ever, you know, encountered or experienced. So it, it's just kind of, we're just kind of trying to do our best. And, um, you know, like I said, just 
the only thing we could do is just try to get prepared for, uh, you know, June 1st. Yeah. And one final question. Um, we're all obviously crossing our fingers and hopefully that June 1st, we'll get to see some baseball, but if we do get to that point and you have your full roster at OCC ready for, you know, a pre-practice or your first game before the season starts, what's going to be your message to these players um, in the wake of the whole coronavirus uh, situation here? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, um, you know, the initial message I'm going to be sending is, you know, we are ready to rock. I, I expected that you guys did, you know, your preparation prior to coming to this, uh, prior to, to arriving. And, uh, you know, that's that's all I could give right now is just I hope that, and I trust that, you know, they're getting their work in, their preparation, and they're not going to show up out of shape or, um, you know, physical shape or mental shape. And, you know, with the pitchers, I, I expect that they're ready to throw at least 50-plus pitches in their first outing. And that's kind of the program that we're following so that, that you know, by the end of, you know, by the end of May that they're, you know, they're in the shape that they could, you know, get, go out and throw a few innings just as if, you know, they, they just finished their, their college season. So um, the initial message is, is going to be that. And it's going to be, you know, honest with them. And, um, you know, we're, we're playing to win again this summer and, you know, coming off of, you know, a decent summer last year where we made the playoffs and kind of had a tough first uh, playoff game. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, biting at the bit here to get back out there and, you know, prove ourselves to the league and, you know, to the other coaches. And, you know, we are just, you know, the coaching staff, we, we're just ready to rock. And, you know, the players, I think they're, they're going to follow. So we're, we're real excited. All right. Business as usual, I guess, for this summer. Absolutely, Christian. All right. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Christian. God bless. Before we continue, we'd like to tell you that this week's SpartanCast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over 5 hours of challenging and addicting action. Try the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS for yourself. Be one of the first people to try this game for free. Email iotathegame at gmail.com or comment on this video to request your free copy today. That's iotathegame at gmail.com. Limited free copies available. Offer expires Monday, March 23rd. And once again, a very big thank you to Mac Mahalski for joining us on the Spartan Cast. Well, we've heard from two coaches on how they've reacted to the COVID-19 situation. Now, let's get insight from how a player has reacted to the COVID-19 situation. Joining us next is a redshirt junior from Union College in Kentucky. He played for the Syracuse Spartans last year and will return to their roster this year as well. Outfielder Jackson Geisler now joins us on the Spartan Cast. Jackson, welcome. First of all, how are you? Are you are you okay? Are your friend, family, and friends okay? Is everyone doing well and healthy? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm down here in uh, Barberville, Kentucky, right down by the uh, Tennessee border, down here at Union College, and everything's going all right. But uh, you know, like everybody's experiencing, it's uh, certainly a, a shock to uh, to our lives right now. Definitely. When did you first find out that? the season that you were going to have in the NAIA was going to be postponed and then canceled? Well, we were down in Pigeon Forge, uh, Tennessee, last week. We were playing at the Tennessee Smokies, the AA Cubs. 
So we were down there. We were staying in a nice cabin that we have a uh, connection with. And we, you know, obviously we have Twitter and we have Instagram. And we started seeing that the uh, virus was gaining more steam. And then we had one more game. So we drove up to around Knoxville area, played. And then after the game, our coach told us that in the middle of the game, they had called and that they'd be more than likely spending our season for the whole time. And when was this? This was Wednesday afternoon. However, the official um, NAI announcement didn't come out till the following Monday at noon. So, so you guys actually found out a lot uh, earlier before an official announcement came out. So how did that initial feeling uh, feel that, you know, the season might get suspended a little too early before any official announcement actually came? Oh, it was, uh, you know, it really came as no surprise because at that point, I believe Harvard and the Ivy Leagues had been done for a few days and the SEC had suspended play and a multitude of other conferences had done the same and the MLB was on the verge of doing so. And so it came as no surprise, but what we were hoping was it would be a two-week hiatus and we'd get back to uh, playing and trying to get to Lewiston, Ohio, I mean, Idaho and get to the NAI World Series again. And obviously, you, you haven't been with this program for a very long time, but you've obviously gotten to know your teammates pretty well, and I'm pretty sure some of the seniors on, on your team are probably taking this very hard. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I haven't seen any NAIA, NAIA uh, waivers yet about uh, senior eligibility. Would they be giving spring seniors eligibility back? Yeah, luckily they are giving eligibility back to every single uh, full-time student athlete. Oh, so based. not, so not yeah. just seniors. No, that's very good to hear. Um, but no, it's fantastic. Yeah, but in, initially, when um, when the season got suspended, you know, how did how did uh, these seniors feel? And well, not your whole team, but especially your seniors. Well, I was lucky enough to move in when I moved in down here um, in the spring. I. My roommate is a senior from Los Angeles. He's our starting catcher. And he, we all took it pretty hard. We were a tight group, and we were really, really starting to catch our stride. I think we were 10-1 and one over our last 11, and we were, you know, in the first place of the conference that has Tennessee Wesleyan, who was the national champion last year. And so we were really in our right – catching our wind at the right time. And everybody took it really hard, especially when – uh, NCAA hadn't announced anything, NAI hadn't announced anything, so a lot of the guys thought that their careers were over, which is something that you don't wish upon anybody, but especially in a situation like that, it was going to make it 10 times harder to comprehend that you'd never get to lace them up again. And obviously for you, that must have been a very tough situation, considering, again, this was your first year with Union College, and for those who don't know, you know, after the suspension of the athletics program at CCU, your previous college. It must have been uh, tough to know, especially since you were having such a good start to the season, batting over 300 um, with Union. Um, how did you personally take it, knowing that, you know, that was the start of a good season in a new school getting cut short? Yeah, well, you know, Cincinnati Christian kind of, uh, you know, cut our legs out from under us, everybody who was an athlete up there unexpectedly had their school, their scholarships, their 
their livelihoods taken away from them and it was tough it really was but you know and you're angry and you lost friends and you know now I have friends that are all spread out all over the country that were my best friends but we were able to at least I personally was able to gain a sense of gratitude for the game that I feel that you can't get unless something like this happens because now I was very lucky after Cincinnati Christian close to receive you know you know, 25 plus scholarship offers from, you know, multiple divisions all over the country. And, uh, but, and I chose union for a multitude of reasons and, you know, got off to a great start down here and was having a lot of fun, but the gratitude I gained for being able to play a game like this is, you know, incomprehensible. I feel lucky every day I get to go out there and when it was taken away, it really sucked. But at the same time, the attitude I have is that, you know, any, everything can get taken away from you at any time. And as this virus has shown, your life can get taken away from you at any time. And so you just have to embrace every day and just have fun every day. And if you don't have fun every day, then, you know, there's a lot of guys just going through the motions. And I think this uh, virus and the suspension of the seasons is going to change a lot of people. What was uh, your, what was the coaching staff's uh, first initial message to the team after all the uh, suspensions of the season were first announced? Well, um, they were they were hopeful that we'd be able to keep playing for two weeks because, you know, a couple weeks, you know, six, seven days ago now, it was believed that it would only be a short-term issue and that it may possibly be resolved in, um, you know, a week or two. And uh, after that, we were hopeful to be able to just miss – you know, 10 or so games and get right back on track. And that's why I'm still down here, honestly, um, because I live in Pittsburgh and I was down here because we were under the belief that it would just be a two week suspension of the season and we'd get right back after it at the beginning of April. But, you know, it, uh, that was their initial message. And since they've been great, they've handled it as about as well as anybody can. Do you have any plans to come back to Pittsburgh anytime soon? Or are you, are you staying in Kentucky? Yeah, I'm I'm going to leave in the morning and I'm going to head back to Pittsburgh and uh I'm going to join my family back up there. Okay. And we're going to uh yeah, we're just going to, you know, take it day one day at a time. Have you had any other uh contact with your former Spartan teammates at uh from last year um and your former teammates at CCU, like, well, how have they been taking it also? Because it's such a unique situation that's affecting everyone around the country. Yeah, a lot of guys, I think, uh, at first were just, you know, stunned. And then it kind of turned into, hey, most of us haven't had spring break since we were in sixth grade. So hopefully this is just a two-week spring break and we can get back to playing ball. And now that it's, now that it's done for good, there's, it's, there's a lot of shock for a lot of guys. And I, I think a lot of guys are gaining a uh, just a gratitude for being able to play baseball because, you know, not a lot of people have faced a whole lot of adversity. And I feel as though in my career, I certainly have, especially collegiately. And uh, I feel like they're gaining, they're gaining quite the perspective on, on the game. And I think it'll do, it'll only, only help them in the long run. All right. Uh, before we continue, I just want to ask really quickly, are you coming back to the Spartans next year? Yeah, I, I've signed to come back, and I hope. Yeah, I really hope they, uh, the NYCBL and summer yeah. ball is still going to be able to go on. Yeah, so 
obviously MICBL has tentatively stated that um, and that the season will go on as planned on June 1st. Um, so if that still does happen, what do you, what do you plan to do in the next you know, coming weeks, coming months to help you stay prepared for the season after a couple of months of not playing baseball on a regular basis? Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. It's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a real hard uh, adjustment. But my father is a high school teacher, and so he's probably done for the rest of the year. So we have uh, a great high school facility that they built for us down here in Pittsburgh. And my brother plays um, NAI baseball as well at Thomas More University uh, in Crestview Hills, Kentucky. So I'm sure we'll be having our own spring training every day essentially out there and we will uh we'll, you know missing the live pitching is going to be hard but we're going to get as prepared as possible to just keep playing for as long as we can what what if anything as uh coach Mahalski told you about you know the upcoming season in Syracuse about you know the plans how how they're handling the whole situation well what I've heard from uh coach Ski is that you know hopefully in the next couple months everything will be resolved and It'll be just like last year. We'll get up a couple of days early and we'll have our uh, our first joint practices together. And that'll be huge if we're able to do that because that'll get a lot of us back on the field and seeing live pitching and competing again. And if that's if that's able to happen, I think that would be that'd be enormous for all of us. How different would this season feel knowing that pretty much everyone hasn't played baseball in over two months and that you know it's it's definitely not everyone's going to be as prepared. Everyone's going to be fresh as well with no, like, necessary wear from a long college baseball season. How is this season going to feel differently than last season? It's definitely going to be different um, because last year when I was at Cincinnati Christian, I started all 52 games and I played every inning of all 52 games. And I, I think I got hit by, you know, 18 pitches or something like that. So, yeah, I was definitely coming up to Syracuse and I felt ready and felt good to go. But you're definitely dragging a little bit. And uh, this year is going to be, it's going to be wildly different. Your body's going to be ready. Your mind hopefully will be, you know, in the right spot and we'll just be back up competing again. It'll just be, you know, a two month hiatus, hopefully of kind of a, I guess a Northern college type deal where we're just, you know, doing what we can with what we have. And then uh, we'll try to roll the balls out June 1st and uh, see what happens. You excited to come back? <laughs> oh, I'm super excited to come back. The uh, The experience I had up in Syracuse was, you know, second to none. There's no no place else I'd rather be this summer. Definitely. And uh, just one, one final question. It's certainly been an, just an interesting situation that we've all been around. And, you know, given your tie year, what, 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 have you, what have you done just by yourself to – you know, stay mentally calm because especially given your situation, it's, it, it must be trying to know you're playing baseball then not knowing and you're playing baseball then knowing that you're going to play baseball again then not knowing you're going to play baseball again. How, how do you stay, you know, mentally straight that, you know, everything's going to be all right in the end? It, yeah, it, it's certainly taken its toll and it's been tough, but, you know, fortunately for me, my father played division one baseball my, you know, uncle coached 20 years of uh, Division One baseball. My cousin played uh, big league baseball for six years. 
And so I just feel so I have a great support system around me that's shown me that no matter what happens, if you just keep putting in the work every day and you just keep controlling what you can control, the end result's going to be what it may, but you can just, you only can control yourself and what you do. And as long as you take full advantage of that, then, you know, there's no, no saying what you can do. All right. Well, Jackson, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Before we continue, we'd like to tell you that this week's SpartanCast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over 5 hours of challenging and addicting action. Try the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS for yourself. Be one of the first people to try this game for free. Email iotatogame at gmail.com or comment on this video to request your free copy today. That's iotatogame at gmail.com. Limited free copies available. Offer expires Monday, March 23rd. Well, thank you to our special guests on the SpartanCast, uh, Cortland head coach and NYCBL commissioner Joe Brown, Cortland assistant coach and Spartans head coach Matt Maholski, and current Union College baseball player and former Syracuse Spartan and returning Spartan Jackson Geisler for joining us on the SpartanCast. I'm also now quickly joined at the end here by Spartans president J.J. Patrikas. J.J., how are you doing? I'm doing great, Christian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, first of all, just want to ask, like I asked um, all three before, how are you? How are you doing? Is everyone in your family and all your friends okay and healthy? Uh, at the moment, yes. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're healthy and well. And, and my daughter was born about a month ago, and she is uh, healthy and well. And uh, Nadia Lynn Patrikas uh, was born February 13th. Um, so she's now just over a month old. Uh, and absolutely um, the the love of my life right now and, and my whole family's life. They they love coming over to, to, to see her and uh, everyone's trying to stay healthy so that they can, uh, you know, uh, spend time with the baby and, and, and I'm doing I'm doing the same. Uh, uh, recently uh, as well, we just had, uh, you know, the, the state of New York uh, actually mandated a closure of uh, all gyms so as you might know i i run uh three blink fitness franchises in upstate new york as well too so recently we had to close our doors but we are putting in a contingency plan for making sure we're doing some extra cleaning so that we're ready to go when it's time to reopen and uh trying to get some people remotely working out uh sharing some exercises with with them across all platforms and um as you and i worked on here uh you know being able to bring a podcast to people uh, about the impacts of this across all, all platforms, including sports, um, you know, and, and how this is impacting people. I think that this is a, you know, a good platform to share it on. And I'm, I just appreciate, you know, having the ability to do that with you. Um, you know, you've always been just incredible. I, I put, I put on our, our Instagram feed, you're the Spartan legend, but uh, you were the voice of the Spartans for so long and uh, you know, really excited to have you hosting this podcast here. Well, thank you, JJ. First of all, congratulations on behalf of all of our listeners here on the Spartan Cast. Congratulations on the birth of your daughter and Thanks. hopefully everyone else is staying safe um, to those who are listening and staying healthy. Um, but I kind of want to get your initial reaction just really quickly about what your initial reaction was and when you first found out that, oh, this is a bigger situation than any of us thought with the whole coronavirus uh, situation. When did you first find out that uh, this is uh, a lot more serious? 
I'll tell you, honestly, I think the, the, with most of us in the sporting world, um, Thursday was uh, th- Thursday the – oh, gosh, I can't even remember the date of that now. I think it was the, the, the 13th. Um, uh, no, it was the 12th. Thursday the 12th was the day that we woke up to the news that the NBA was suspending their season uh, shortly after the NHL followed suit MLB with spring training um, and then eventually pushback of the start of their season. And then we were all waiting for NCAA, um, you know, being in collegiate baseball here, we're, we're all waiting to see what the NCAA is going to do and what they're going to say. Uh, and when that news came down, it was, it was like someone had just like torn a hole in my stomach. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I know a lot of us are just huge sports fans and, you know, we, we, you know, come home at the end of a long work day and we, you know, we check the score of the game or we check in with our favorite team. Um, you know, us recently, we've been, uh, you know, just trying to, to, to wrap our heads around, you know, the, the beginning of the college, just, just, a fresh young beginning of a college baseball season that had been going on for two and a half weeks and just getting pumped to start seeing it. You know, I'm, I, I'm on the floor all the time at the gym and, and I'm walking, walking down blink fitness, Liverpool and, and looking at, you know, sec college baseball on the TV screen and getting really pumped that it's that time of year. And then that just felt like it just got ripped away from me. And, 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 you know, following along with those news stories, that's when it sort of hit me how, how, how huge this was. Um, us in the fitness space, we were working very, very hard to try and make sure we we're keeping our facilities clean for our members and making them feel comfortable and safe. Uh, so we ramped up our cleaning procedures about a week and a half prior. Um, and I tried very much to just project calmness um, to our employees and our members and let everybody know we're taking all the measures that we need to. Uh, and then, you know, Thursday hit and everyone who's a sports fan just felt it to their core. And we started to realize how, how much bigger the situation was going to get. Yeah. And for full disclosure, for all our listeners, we're recording on uh, Tuesday the 17th. And as of right now, we don't know when in the future any decisions might be made. But as of right now, the NYCBA has come out and said that they do plan to start the season on June 1st. Like, Nothing ever happened, but obviously we are in a very weird situation. So what are, what, what, what are the plans that you have right now for the Spartans in terms of handling the start of a season in which really it's going to be a return to athletics and a large gathering for many people? You know, this, this is um, – I'm glad you asked that. And, and um, from a context standpoint, uh, today's the, the 17th at St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we uh the interview with uh coach Mahalski, myself and 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 Jackson on today and you'll be hearing from coach Brown tomorrow but on Sunday we had a conference call um Sunday the the 15th we had a, a conference call with our you know Sunday excuse me Sunday the 14th we had a conference call with our NY you know it was the 15th it was Sorry. the 15th yes <laughs> Yeah, they're blending together right now. We, we had a conference call with the uh, NYCBL um, and just talking to all the franchises about uh, different concerns that they had in, in their markets just to make sure that, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page with 
Are they going to be able to use their facilities? Um, are they getting, you know, phone calls from players who can or can't come? Obviously, uh, restriction of travel ends up being a, a concern. And uh, I, I think the the approach that we have taken is a proactive one to say that we are going to be ready for June 1st because we, we you always have to sort of plan in, in, in these things, you're, we're three months out in, in terms of planning and budgeting and, and orders. And uh, there's, there's, there's orders that we place that, you know, with, with, with uniform vendors or hat vendors or baseballs that with, with international shipping. And uh, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to make sure you have everything ordered in advance and, and you're ready to go when the season comes and some of the orders take 12 weeks to come in and, and some of them are coming, you know, internationally, maybe even from China. So you have to prepare in advance with your orders and your vendors uh, so we have to act like we're ready to go on June 1st. I know that all of our other franchises are, are geared up in, the, in a similar fashion. Uh, the, the biggest thing here is that we are going to be checking in every two weeks. Um, so two weeks from now, this could be a completely different situation. And two weeks from then, it could be a completely different situation. So we look to have some additional insights and answers by April 1st. Uh, and then again, some additional insights and answers around the April 15th timeframe as we sort of monitor the progression of this thing. But you still have to plan in advance to be ready for this. And our job is, to, again, like I said, project calmness to the players uh, to their families that that we're going to make the right decision uh, to to make sure that we're keeping them safe. And if we if we see that this thing, you know, continues to escalate, obviously, the NYCBL will take the appropriate measures, measures and follow suit. But at the moment right now, June 1st is queued up as a what could be a, a to to use your words, you're like a, a return to sports here. Um, if If things uh, you know, if we're able to slow this down here a little bit and, and, you know, get over this as a, as a nation heal, um, it could be a return to sports and, and these college kids. And, and this is what I'm excited about this podcast for these college kids are, are feeling it right now. Um, I, I remember on Thursday and I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but no, I, it's I, okay. I it's okay. last Thursday when the news broke, not only being impacted by uh, seeing the news on, on, on your typical sports networks, your ESPNs and your, uh, you know, Fox sports and stuff like that, seeing, seeing that, but then the reaction on Twitter of players and coaches and just seeing kids in, in, in tears and, and breaking down and huddling and, and chanting their team's name for the last time, uh, you know, on a season and seniors feeling like they're, their, their, their college summer or their college season was over and they weren't going to get another chance to play. And it, it, it broke my heart watching that happen. And, and it, it was, that's, that's one of the reasons I said it was gut wrenching for me because it was, it was hard to watch. And, and I know how badly these kids just want to get out there and play baseball. Uh, so I was, I was encouraged that the NYCBL is, is saying, that we're going to go ahead as planned on June 1st and, um, you know, ready to play opening day uh, because I think these kids are looking for a little bit of hope like that, that, Hey, I'm, I, I might have a summer baseball season. I didn't get my college baseball season, but I'm going to get that, you know, a summer baseball season. And we are hearing kids who are just like 
pumped uh, to, to, to come in. So, you know, my hope is that we take the appropriate measures and, and make the right decisions as a league here uh, moving forward as, as this thing progresses. And, um, and my hope is that, like I said, we can get some, some healing as a nation here and, and be able to get cleared to play June 1st. And, and I, I would love nothing more than, you know, opening day of the NYCBL season to be one of the first college baseball games that's, that's played in, in two months. And, it, it'll be quite the event, but, uh, you know, we got a long way to go to get there. So. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, JJ, thank you so much for jumping in on the, the last part of this, uh, first episode of the Spartan cast. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I, I just, uh, I want to thank the listeners out there. This is the first one that we're doing, uh, suggest some content that you'd like to hear. I know we're all, uh, itching to get our sports in. Uh, you know, myself included. So if, you know, we want to reach out not just to Spartan players and college coaches across the country, but we want to reach out to, um, you know, other athletes that have been impacted and, uh, you know, really be able to share people's stories and and let people start talking about this. You know, there's a lot of people right now across the country that are hurting and they're, they're, they're stuck indoors and they're not going to be able to get outside and, and, and play catch or, you know, get outside and do what they love. And gyms have closed down, not get a chance to get out there and work out. So we're just trying to, you know, provide content for you guys um, along the way to, uh, you know, get your sports itch out and uh, give these kids that, uh, you know, want to talk about, uh, you know, talk baseball, talk sports, uh, give them the outlet to do so. So give us your feedback. We want to hear it. Uh, give us some suggestions for upcoming uh, Spartan cast episodes. And uh, we'd love to bring that to you. So thank you guys very much for listening to our first, first ever, our Spartan cast. So, and, and thank you, Christian. Oh, thank you, JJ. Well, like, like JJ said, thank you all for listening to this first edition of the Spartan cast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, if you like what you listen to, leave a like on the video as well. And also follow the Spartans on Twitter at NYCBL underscore Spartans on Instagram at Syracuse Spartans. I'm Christian Guzman. Thank you all for listening and have a good day.